Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm pretty fantastic. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. The start of a new week. Yep. It is uh, December now. The leaves have turned. Oh, Why can't it just be the end of September? <laughs> it is. It's the Ides of uh, September. No, we're beyond the Ides. <laughs> it's the uh, post-Ides. Yeah. Post-Ides of September this 2020. The, the end of September. We're about to put September in the history books. Yep. Halloween's coming up. It's the 28th today. Mm-hmm. September 31st, I believe. Halloween? Something like that, Yeah. <laughs> Hey, tomorrow is uh, the debate amongst the candidates for president of the United States. How about wow. that? How I know exciting. We don't, we don't get into politics. No. But uh, it, uh, it should be interesting. I'm excited to watch, actually. Yeah. No matter which side of the aisle you're on. Right. This is going to be an exciting one. Anything could happen. Anything. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> you make it sound like a WWE wrestling uh, It feels kind of like it's going to be that. <laughs> it really does. So, uh, but yeah. Cool. So here we are in September. I've seen good news from different dealerships. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of positive things. More records. I mean, we just keep breaking these records ever since May. Well, I mean, I'd like to think that we're a big part of that, right? It's, I, the podcast, I, our consulting. What else has changed? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it has to be something. Yeah. I and think you, it, uh, you look and you say, okay, what's different? Well, our podcast, that's what's different. I got a new pair of shoes. I think uh, that makes me feel a little better, comfortable. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Do you ever get the insoles? No. No, I don't either. I used to, but I don't anymore. I, I like, um, what is his name? Mitch Hedberg. You ever heard Mitch Hedberg, the comedian? I think you've played a couple of clips. Yeah, I, I think he is very funny. And he talks about, you know, he he bought some Dr. Scholl's. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he's a doctor, which means he went to school for a long time. But it doesn't seem like you have to have gone to school for a long time to know that stepping on a cushion is going to be more comfortable than not stepping on a cushion. He'd have bought that from a Mr. Scholl's. <laughs> Mr. Scholl's. Yeah, uh, Mr. Scholl's. He may, he, maybe he was Mr. Scholl's and he was selling his foot products and people just weren't buying. And then he, so he went back to school, got his a Dr. Scholl's. And then boom, as we know him today. How about those inserts that have like little, like, Spots where they almost like uh, oh, they're pressure to be like massaging things. Yeah. I have some uh, flip flops like that. Yeah. They're supposed to be like for post running. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're supposed to improve circulation in your feet. I saw like a short documentary, or maybe it was an infomercial. On I think it was a YouTube ad that, that yeah, you, that it has a little skip button, but you just kept watching. I, it. I, you know what? I thought <laughs> this this is kind of interesting. How you know. <laughs> Somebody who was on their deathbed and they started hitting the pressure points on their feet and then they lived another 100 50 years. years. Yeah. And that man's name, Dr. Scholl. <laughs> well, I want to bring up uh, part of my current events. I had this scheduled from yesterday, actually. Okay. So there's a channel on, you know, I, I'm a, what is that called? A cable cutter. Uh, I cut the cord for cable uh, a while back, maybe a year or two ago. And 
So I have, my TV is a smart TV and I have all the, you know, Netflix, Amazon, whatever. Well, one of the things, I mean, it's probably got 50 preloaded apps on it. Right. Uh, so I watch maybe three or four of them and that's fine. But one of those is Pluto, which I love. It's a free app on your phone, on your TV, whatever. One of the stations, so they kind of rotate. You know, they'll do a station that's MASH, and they'll play only MASH for like a month. And then next month, that station will be gone. There'll be a new station. Like right now, there's a Three's Company station. Oh. Only Three's Company, 24-7, anytime you turn it on. Of course, because, you know, it's always time for Three's Company. (laughs) Well, I get into those, you know, it's kind of nostalgic for me to watch these old shows. Yeah. So one of them that's on there, one of these stations, is the the Carson show, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh yeah. So when I'm bored and you know I need to take a break, I'll throw on the Johnny Carson show, and it's really awesome. Like that was a great show. Oh yeah. And the guy was on from like what the fifties to the nineties. Oh yeah. I no, mean, yeah. He, he was the staple of late night. He created late night. And it seems like they always have a comedian. Yeah. Like in the three episodes I've seen recently, they had uh, Richard Pryor. All right. And uh, George Carlin. Wow. I know Rodney Dangerfield was on there a lot. Yeah. I haven't caught one with him. And then they had uh, Chevy Chase. Oh. And it just got me thinking, Ray. This is what I, uh, you know, pinned. Uh, I think I texted you. And so we, you remind me. Because it's so important to me. Well, to... And this is me reminding you, John. Okay. Hey, there was something you want me to remind you of. <laughs> it's so important for me to figure out without looking it up. I just want to I want to figure it out between you and I, Ray, and our listeners. All right. What kind of name do you have where Chevy is your nickname? <laughs> you know, Jonathan might be John. Thomas might be Tom. Richard might be Dick. Right. What's your regular name? Che- the Chevy is the... Yeah. Chevathan, Chevathy. Uh, well, is that a shortened, is that his name? His name is Chevy, right? right. Chevy Chase. Right. I don't think it's short for, you know. You from... think his actual name on his birth certificate is Chevy? I think he probably changed it. <laughs> probably made that up. Right. What are... That's his stage name. <laughs> he, he was doing an act with a guy named Ford Johnson. Right. And he said, well, I'll be Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Yeah. <laughs> but then why wouldn't he, if he made it up, why wasn't he Chevy? Why is he Chevy? Uh, because that's... Was he Hispanic? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that any of this will actually go out? I mean, I think we're going to listen to this and realize this all just needs to be cut. I'd, I'd say 100%. Are you, you're good with it? Absolutely. All right. Is this not why people tune in? Oh, I... Uh, okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> so you don't know what Chevy Chase's real name is? I don't. Well, if you're a listener out there and you happen to know, yeah. you know, without that, Googling it now. I was going to say, that brings up something that I was thinking of recently that I've had a couple times where there was kind of a question posed. Yeah. And I said, well, Google it. And the other person said, ah, you know what? No. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, we've gotten to the point in our society where knowing... The real answer to a question, it just, you know what, Go, pull out my phone and type it into Google, and that's just too much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. and we, Because, you know, when Google came out, it was so cool. I could go find the answer to anything right, right now. Well, and before Google, yeah, right, I mean, 
you would have everybody post their opinion on what they thought the answer was. <laughs> right, right. Right. No, 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 no. It's I've always heard it as this. Well, no, I think it's this. And yeah, you would never really know. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, well, let's Google it. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's actually what he said, not what I was thinking or whatever. And now we've just become so lazy as a society. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I don't either even. That, either that or, or we've realized who gives a damn. Right. Right. I mean, who gives a damn what Chevy Chase's real name is? How much better is our life now that we can answer all these absurd <laughs> yeah. questions? And, and realize we don't really care. In just a few seconds. Yeah. It's just, it's not even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, a, it's almost it would almost be more fun to say let's have a discussion and nobody can Google anything. Yeah. So now we can just decide amongst ourselves. But then eventually somebody's gonna yeah. Google. I, I'm I'm afraid that it would not. Nobody would stick with the <laughs> posed answers. Yeah. Maybe you're correct. So. Well, the good news is you can have it both ways, Ray. Absolutely. So, God our topic us. today on another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting, yeah. a podcast about everything automotive. Yep. It's our, casual. It's casual. We are going to discuss today, dot, dot, dot. Oh, that was, <laughs> you were leading into me? Yeah, you to, said you uh, had a topic. Didn't well, you? Uh, what, we, we've discussed a few things before we hit record. Um, you talk for a while while I eat my ice cream, my studio ice cream. Why are you even here? <laughs> John, why are you the way you are? <laughs> so I, I, I think I think this is more of a uh, current event than a topic, but Jonathan Clark, uh, director of the Eighth Mile Consulting, uh, he posted something today. If you can... Take the time to bring it back to basics today, team. Okay. And then he says, this should include, be kind to yourself and each other. I like that. I like that too, right? Uh, but the second one, I think, was probably the most impactful of all the ones he put. And it is, be deliberate in your communication. Hmm. I think that is so sorely lacking what, everywhere I go. What does that mean to you? Be deliberate in your communication? Mm-hmm. Communicate exactly what it is that you're proposing, that you're asking of somebody. Uh, I think too often we just assume that the other person knows all the dialogue that's going on in our head. Yeah. And it's not common. I don't know if it ever was or if this is a recent phenomena, but it's just lack of communication. I think communication, you can find 90% of the issues that we deal with in business, but you know, more specifically in the car industry, 90% of the issues that we face are due to poor communication or a lack of deliberate communication. Okay. I, I would agree that it's a large problem. It's not due to lack of effort. You know, this this business attracts uh, a certain type of piece, personality, yeah. a certain type of person that you know likes to get things done. They like to be rewarded for their effort or their expertise or their ability. Um, you know, historically, anyway, I think you know, in a, in a way, we're turning into a more rounded industry. You know, yes. where we have thinkers and communicators and relationship right. type people. Yeah. Where before we were all about 
you know, the, a personality the persuaders. Type. Yeah, yeah. Just go, go, go. But yeah, I think that persuader type personality maybe doesn't want you to know all of their information. Right. They just want to know all of your information. Yes. Right. Well, and as an industry, we went from where we held all the information. Right. The average person would come into a car dealership and they would have to try to just continue to ask questions until we were willing to release bits and pieces of information and they never felt like they had all the information. Well, it reminds me of that scene from Suckers where the guy's negotiating the car. I think it's in the opening scene, you know, part of that is, uh, you know, he, he says, well, how close can you come to this number? And the guy says a little bit more and he goes to the manager and he comes back. He said, all right, look, how close can you come to this number? And the customer finally, after three or four times, says, you keep asking me that question and I keep saying higher numbers and your number never comes down. (laughs) And then he says, he says, I feel like if I could just see the invoice, then I would know. And he's like, yeah, you guys know, but I don't know. And the salesman says, uh, I can't show you the invoice. Yeah, no. It's, it's in the corporate office. Right. He said, well, where is that? He said, it's downtown. We, you yeah. know, we don't keep those here. Yeah, it's not here. <laughs> but yeah, now everybody knows the invoice. Oh, yeah. Cardone said a, a story one time about... I love this story. Is it about, about the, being, being a, a used car yeah. manager? And he says... The customer comes in and we present figures and show him the number for his vehicle. Yeah, and he pulls out a book out of his back. The customer pulls out a black book and says, well, it says right here that my trade-in's worth this. Right. And the salesman's like... Well, he says, how'd your used car manager come up with the number? Well, he's got a book. Yeah. Well, then the customer pulls out a book, right? And he's got... Well, in my book... Yeah. So, yeah, the, the salesman eventually says... You know what? You got a book. He's got a book. Everybody's got a book. I don't have a book. I'm the only guy without a book. <laughs> Everybody knows what the car is worth except, except me. me, and I'm the one here negotiating. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So uh, back to communication. Yes. Is yeah. I think uh, historically, people that got into this business like to hold their cards close. Yeah. To their chest. Uh, so I think that kind of bleeds over. That people aren't willing to just send out an email and say, "Here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking." Right? No, they want to hear. They, they want to be neutral until they know which way yes. to play. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think, and that, I think that having five people trying to discuss a topic when all of them are trying to do that, yeah, it's hard to get somewhere. It is. It's hard to get somewhere, and but we are as an industry. I think the more successful, the larger dealerships. Are becoming more, you know, uh, full disclosure, market-based. Hey, you know, with five minutes in a smartphone, you can find any number I'm looking at. So, you know, it really serves no purpose but to put all our cards on the table, yeah, so to that. speak. I mean, we use that in one of our scripts is, you know, if somebody's asking, can't you just give me a figure over the phone? Say, well, sir, you know, I'm sure... <laughs> You can find those figures online. Just like I the, can. Any number I give you is going to be just like any other number you can find online. But instead of just kind of guessing, I'd love to meet in person and, and let's get a firm written offer. Yeah. Let me give you the exact number. Yeah. That I'll write you a check for. So, right. Well, absolutely. yeah. And the other thing about that you know, communication aspect is it, I think that's what's so refreshing with dealers that we work with. 
is we don't need to be involved in these games that people play in dealerships. Right. We can come in and smack people in the face with the truth if that's what they need. Yeah. Or hold their hand and teach them and coach them if right. that's what they need. Many times doing consulting, I've said, listen, I'm just here to hold the mirror. Yeah. If you don't like what you see, that's on you. Right. Right. I'm just showing you what you look like. So, yeah, don't don't get upset with me if you don't like what you see because I'm just holding a mirror for you. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And that is a freeing position to be in. Amen. Is to be able to just be the guy holding the mirror. So, yes, uh, be deliberate in your communication. So he's got three more here. The next one is filter your decisions through your values. Okay, I can I can get down with that one. Yeah, you know, I mean, take the time to say, what values am I promoting, right? I mean, many dealerships now have their core values hung somewhere in the dealership. Sometimes it's out where the customers see. Sometimes it's just in their conference room, uh, maybe on a back hallway in the admin area. But they, they're posting and sharing regularly and discussing their core values, yeah. Right. So is how we're dealing with customers. I know I talk about uh, Bo Trivet, you know, mm-hmm. has a dealership up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And one thing I really appreciate about Bo is anytime a customer had a problem, right, uh, something happened in service or, you know, something got messed up in the sale, whatever it was, just one of those one offs where the customer was upset over something that happened at the dealership. He he always looked at it from if I were that customer what would I reasonably expect the dealership to do in order to right. make this right? Right. right? I'm sure there were times when customers requested things and he said, that's unreasonable. It's not reasonable. Absolutely. That. Yeah, no. But, but here's not, what I will do. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it took us longer than we told you for you to get your service. <laughs> yeah, your $1,800 worth of service should not all be free now. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. You know, I... You know, certainly we can do something to make up for, you know, the misfortune of situation here. But, yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't mean now, you know, you we're going to give you a new car. Well, that's funny. You know, we've both worked in a lot of businesses, both automotive and different, uh, that part of that consultation is about, okay, let's define like our five goals or, you know, yeah. mission objectives, right? The five things that we want to do. You know, we worked with a landscaping company where it was safety and efficiency, and uh, I forget the others. Right. You always want to throw safety in there. Safety was, uh, it was, uh, it was quality, efficiency, and then sales. Okay. And then safety came first. Because, (laughs) (laughs) so there were four things. But Safety is part of all of it, John. (laughs) Right. It's the number one thing we want to do is be safe. And then we can accomplish those other things. (laughs) All right. You don't believe me? Google it. Please. (laughs) I ain't got time. I don't even care that much. All right. But but I always like to bring up in those, and even, you know, for our own consulting purposes, when we talk about what goals do we want to accomplish, I always like to bring up we should have the number one thing in there at least the top three should be to be moral and ethical in everything we do right right so like if the number one goal is i want to sell more cars well you could do that yeah and then you could regret it and have a terrible reputation and nobody ever comes back to see you after that buy that first one right or your number one goal could be i want to be moral and ethical and our number two goal is to sell more cars right 
Now we have some guidelines to work with, right? And, and even from the perspective of, I think if it if it's if it's communicated throughout the organization that we are going to treat our customers with you know uh, ethics and in a way that we can stand behind and we feel like we're we're being moral within the community, then it will transfer or translate into a customers seeing your dealership as a positive place, right? I think a lot of times we say, well, we want customers to feel good about doing business here. Mm-hmm. Well, tell their friends and family. Yeah. And, and just have a good reputation, right? I mean, right. your reputation's everything. Yeah. So, uh, but the goal really shouldn't be to have a good reputation. The goal should be to conduct yourself in a way that will provide you a good reputation and the reputation will take care of itself. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a little bit of semantics Car before there. the horse, yeah. Yeah, but I do feel like it, you know, that Tomato, should be tomato. the goal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, John. Fantastic. I, I assumed that you would, because why wouldn't you? Right. Normally, my positions are stated as such that you'd have to be a moron not to agree with them. <laughs> That's how they're stated. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> That's how they're formed and stated. It, it doesn't pass the test, though, of they truly are positions that you would have to be a moron not to agree with. But I know you present them in such a way as that's the case. Okay. You should write instructions for uh, putting together Ikea furniture. You should uh, (laughs) check out the water temperature of the river out there. (laughs) Jump in. With your your nose. Right. With my boot in your backside. (laughs) So, uh, So number four. Remember those things you committed to not doing. Say that again. Remember those things that you committed to not doing. Okay. Okay. Right. It reminds me of, uh, you know, the we, we talk about The Office a lot. We're both big fans right. of the TV show The Office. And Dwight says that some of the best advice he ever got from Michael yeah. was... Don't be an idiot. And so he would regularly think, would an idiot do that? Yeah, and if they would, then he does not do that thing. Yeah. It's right before I do something, I, I think, would an idiot Would do an this? idiot do that? And if he would, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm do not going to do that because I don't want to be an idiot. So I think that's kind of the another way of stating, remember the things you committed to not doing. That's such an odd way I know, to say it that. It is. But remember the things that you weren't going to do yeah. and then don't do those things. Right. Well, because how often do you find yourself back in the same situation that you go, gum, I knew I, uh, I said to myself last time I did this, I'm not going to do this anymore because this always turns into something bad. And here you are again in that same position. Right. Maybe so. it's my own personal experience here. My own rose colored glasses, if you, if you will. But I can't help but relate that to dating. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not always see these posts? You know, these these uh, social media posts of why do I always fall for the same type of person? Right. Right. I always end up in this same. Well, it's because you're not remembering to do yeah. the thing that you weren't yeah. going to do. You're not. You, As uh, Jonathan Clark would say, get back to basics and remember the things you said you weren't going to do anymore. Don't do them things anymore. <laughs> 
I think he should say that. Remember not to do the things you you weren't gonna do. Okay. Right? Remember not to do the things you weren't gonna do. Yeah, and then number yeah. five is deliver on what you said you would. Okay. Well, I think that's a what is it called, Ray? When something really irritates you, it's a pet peeve of mine. Oh. Is that people don't do what they say. Like, there, there was a saying. I don't know if it was in some success book or Stephen Covey or something. Uh, it said, uh, well, I know what it was. It was that winners and losers poem. Yeah. And it said, losers make promises. Mm-hmm. Winners make commitments. Right. And the difference is. The winners wh- actually follow through. Right. Whether it's a commitment. Yeah. Whether it's you're committed optional. to doing it. Yeah. Or whether you're just giving lip service. Right. I can't stand it. Well, and when doing sales consulting, mm-hmm. right, you know, one of the things that I strongly emphasize is if you say you're going to call somebody, make that call. And the crazy thing is it will set you apart. Again, it goes to <laughs> the bar. Doing the things. bar is so low mm-hmm. with regard to being a quality salesperson that just by the fact that you said, hey, I'm going to call you tomorrow at three and you call tomorrow at three, people go, wow. You said you were going to call, and you actually called. Dude, it's such a lost courtesy. Right. You know? I mean, I can't tell you how many times in a week, you know, I'll be talking to people, clients, or, you know, prospective clients or whatever, uh, vendors, and they'll say, all right, well, yeah, let, let me put that together, and I'll, I'll give it to you tomorrow. Yeah. Four days go by, right. and I'm like, well, do I reach out to the guy? Do I just, you know, give up on him and go find a different vendor? Yeah. You know, what? what's the deal? Just right. follow through on the things you say you're going to do. Right. And and it really is. It's, you can call it a lost art or just, you know, complacency or whatever. But yeah. I think too often, and that's one of the things I know I stress both, I mean, even more so on the service side almost, yeah. is, you know, give yourself, if you think you can have this car serviced and back out by tomorrow at 3, it being Monday, right? So Tuesday at three, mm-hmm. let's say Wednesday at lunch, because if something happens right. and it's not available. So if, if you say tomorrow at three and it's not available till tomorrow at four 30, you're a jerk, right? <laughs> right? But if you say Wednesday at noon and you have it done by tomorrow at three, you're a hero. Simply stated under promise and over deliver. Right, right. right. But I think that gets so cliched that people, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we under-promise and over-deliver. Uh, yeah, sure you do. Well, it's funny. How about, how about you just call me when you say you're going to? Amen. Right. I mean, that that's my takeaway is just do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. But in sales, I know uh, the under-promise, over-deliver, you say it gets misused. I remember talking to salesmen, and uh, it, it's almost like, they wanted to appease the customer so much that, you know, they would agree to any outrageous demands. Right. <laughs> and it, it, I don't know. I guess it gets to be a little gray there because you always want to agree with the customer. You know, oh, yeah. I, I want to get a $200 a month payment. Hey, no problem. I'd be happy to. Right. Well, that's something well, we can actually do. Yeah. Versus saying, all right, I'll get that information to you this afternoon at five. Right. And then not calling for four days. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and make every excuse in your head in the book. Well, I'm still waiting on something, so rather than bother him, I'm not going to call or whatever. I learned very early in my career, you know, I, I when I was young, somebody would say, hey, can you have that by the end of the day? Yeah. And 
I kind of felt like, well, you're asking the wrong question. Can I have it done? Yes, if everything goes perfectly, right, and no issues come up, and I can, you know, locate all the, the data points or, or information that I'm going to need in order to put this together, can I have it done? I can. Is it likely? No, it's not likely. It probably ain't going to happen, but there's a chance. You know, can you be here at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon? I can be there at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Is it likely I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock So I learned the value of give myself the extra time. I'd rather give, you know, one of the things my wife always says is deliver bad news early. Yeah. Right? You know, people, if you set the expectation, people will live within, as long as it's reasonable, if they want it by tomorrow, but it's not likely until Thursday, well, you know what, I'm going to say, listen, I can have it done by Thursday. They may not love that answer, but you know what, they'll appreciate the fact that, okay, then, and they can wrap their mind around, all right, I'm going to have it by Thursday. Well, they'd rather hear that then yes, it'll be done tomorrow, and then it's three days later. And then, well, yeah, or even me call them tomorrow. Eh, I didn't get it done by today, but you know, mm. I'm gonna try to have it for you tomorrow. Right. I think it just goes back to yeah, make commitments, not promises that you intend on breaking. Yeah, uh, or that carry no weight. You know, again, yeah. it goes back to goal number one. Let's operate morally and ethically. Yeah, the golden rule, right? Well, Ray, I think we did make an entire show out of your current yeah, event post. I guess, I guess we did. So that's amazing. That's yeah. a really great show idea, Ray. Way to go. <laughs> well, thank you, John. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us. We are here on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. We hope you'll come to Chattanooga and join us sometime. We'd like to uh, show you the courtesy and uh, what is that? The hospitality of Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's so a beautiful you're place. You're inviting people here? I'm inviting anyone who wants to come to Chattanooga. So you're is, is this a... Uh... A commitment, or is absolutely. this just a promise? Yeah, absolutely. It's an ethical binding agreement. Okay. It's an invitation, open. So w- what have you promised other than that Chattanooga will be here for them to visit? <laughs> That's all. all right. <laughs> so you're not saying you will meet and greet them. Well, I mean, you I will probably take them would, out for a meal. But I'm not committing you to that. I don't, know what, kind of, I don't know what kind of wackos are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just saying come to beautiful Chattanooga and Chattanooga will be here when you get here <laughs> it's a beautiful scenic city and uh, you can see the beautiful blue I, oh, is it I Market see how Street this Bridge I see how this works What's the that? reason you can operate with such conviction and commitment uh-huh. is because you're not committing to anything <laughs> <laughs> of course I am it's, go ask the scenic city tourist bureau Right. They'll agree with me. It's a wonderful place to visit, Ray. Very good. Right. Well, thank you for joining us once again. We hope you will continue to listen to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Thank you for listening. to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.
where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.